Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Wednesday, February 3rd. And today I'm excited because my friend, a fellow patriot and just an all around great guy, loves this country and is very knowledgeable about the Constitution. My friend Rick Green, the founder of Patriot Academy, is on the show with me today. And we're going to talk about everything that's happening in the culture right down to what's going to go on with President Trump in the days to come. Stick around. I think you're going to be in encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. We are loving hearing from you here at the podcast. I want to give a shout out to Sherry from Kansas who wrote in and said, my husband and I listen to your podcast on a regular basis. Thank you for continuing to speak truth and encouragement in these trying times. Uh, Natalie from Chicago said, thank you for your boldness. May the Lord use you and your family mightily for his kingdom and namesake. Uh, We want to thank you guys for contributing financially to the podcast. You can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash give. All right, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my friend Rick Green to you today. And you guys are going to be encouraged and exhorted to get off the bench and onto the battlefield couple things before we get started. Wanted to just let you guys know we are encouraging you to sign up for the monthly Bible study at MomStrong International. I'm taking you guys through the book of Titus. And really the whole point of the book of Titus is this is how you're supposed to do it. And the church has really forgotten. How do we live a set apart life? What, how are we supposed to be raising our children? What are the roles that we are supposed to play in the culture right now? And guess what? The Bible has the answer to those questions. God has already addressed it. And we need to get back to living like we're leaving. That's the theme for February that studying the book of Titus called Walk This Way, How to Live a Rapture Ready Life. So if you haven't done that already, hop on over to momstronginternational.com. That study started a couple of days ago, and I know you guys are going to be blessed. All right, without further ado, I want to introduce some of you guys already know Rick because he's been on the show with me several times before. But Rick Green is a patriot. He's the founder of Patriot Academy, and this is the guy that I I always uh, go to whenever I want to talk about critical race theory or the 1619 project or what I need to know about what's going on in in, in uh, the country right now and how we can get involved. So, Rick, thank you for coming back on the show. Are you kidding me? A chance to visit with Heidi St. John will never pass it up. Never. <laughs> See, this is why I just need the encouragement. <laughs> I love it. Well, you are watching, I know, like I am every single day when the news comes out. I've gotten to the point where I don't, I usually ask my husband before I open any news at all, I say, is there any good news? And he'll say, no. (laughs) So I'll start making breakfast and get around to it when I've had my devotions and spent some time with the Lord. But it's rough out there right now. Hang on, I need to get uh, take off my third mask or fifth mask. Can you understand me? I've got seven masks on today. I think I think the auction. You know, do I have one? Do I have two? Can can I get four? It's it's absurd. I mean, all the way across the board, um, the things that are coming out of the federal government, from the CDC to the president himself. And, you know, it's easy for people to get down. I understand that. I mean, when you focus only on the moment and you only focus on the negative that's out there, my goodness, you're about ready to just give up and and say, where is uh, where is the ranch I can go, you know, hide out at? And um, yeah. so I want to encourage people to step back, take a breath, look at it in the context of history, look at the whole picture and also look at the good stuff that's happening in your own life and in your community. Sometimes we get so consumed with politics and, hey, you're talking to somebody that lives, breathing, and eats this stuff. I mean, this is, you know, every day in, day in and day out for our family, for sure. 
Um, but I just want to encourage people, listen, don't lose sight mm. of, of what God's called you to do. Don't lose sight of the fact that we're here to serve him. Politics is just part of our religion, as Charles Finney said years and years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It's just part of how we live out our faith and and our joy does not come based on where we are or who's in the White House. Our Thank joy goodness. is based on whose we are. So I can be joyful in trials, as James tells us to. And uh, and I'll tell you, as a nation, we're going through some trials. And, it, and it's going to, I think it's going to get more ugly before it gets better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to be an ugly couple of years. But the good news is there are solutions to these things. And God's word is still true. His principles still work. Yeah, that's right. And and I think for people not to be discouraged, and the Bible over and over again, don't get discouraged in doing the right thing because if you hang in there, you're going to reap a harvest of blessing. And just, I keep telling people, hang in there, hang in there. You know, don't give up. It's okay to step back and weep. You know, it's it's okay to step back and say, wow, that just happened. We just lost the House and the Senate and the White House in one fell swoop. And I think it's all right for us. I mean, if, I mean, I, I was saying last week, you know, if we're not sad, we're not paying attention. Yeah. If we haven't seen what's been happening to our country, the hijacking, really. I mean, we could probably talk forever about whether or not we think there was election fraud. At this point, it doesn't even matter, right? Because what's done is done. They're not going to, I know people keep thinking, you know, Trump's going to come in, you know, and save the day and the military is going to come in and they're going to arrest a bunch of people. Did you see, Rick, did you happen to see uh, uh, the other day, Glenn Beck just lose his mind on his show? Did you happen I to did, see it? I did not. No. It is worth watching. It's worth what he almost started. He just said, listen, for for years, we've been giving you guys evidence. We've got the papers. We've got the interviews. We've got hard evidence and nothing happens. For ordinary people to do the things that the Clintons have done and that the Bidens have done and that Hunter Biden has done, we would be in prison. These guys seem to get away with with just absolutely anything. What's up with that? It's a two-tiered justice system, no doubt about it. For the left, um, if for those in power, a very different outcome based on uh, you know the way that they're treated and and the favored status that they have, and 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 people should be extremely bothered by that. That your speech can be censored, that your um, you can be accused of being a domestic terrorist just for showing up at a at a rally and and yep. uh, singing worship songs and praying with other people. I mean, it's uh, those those things are evil. I mean, it is it is bad the things that are happening. And, and and I think you're right. There is a time to grieve. There's I mean, I've been grieving for my country for the last year or so. And and mm-hmm. uh, and and you do have to take a rational approach to it. And and it's funny, even some of the things you mentioned, you know, that that you know somehow. Uh, you know, Trump's going to descend from a helicopter and save the day. All this, you yeah. know, I mean, people have got to be rational and have discernment as well, right? The the yeah. hopium, as my friend Rob McCoy calls it, um, is not going to to help you. In fact, I was saying a couple of weeks ago, uh, at least a, at least a week before the the swearing in, pretty pretty much right after the the January sixth incident, uh, you know, I, I just looked at the camera and said, "Hey, I'm going to be Liam Neeson here from uh, from from Taken, and yes, I'm one of those homeschool families that watches movies I shouldn't. Anyway, um, so in the in the movie Taken, he says to his daughter when she's on the phone hiding under the bed and she's about to be kidnapped, he doesn't say, "Don't worry, baby, it'll be fine." He says, "You're going to be taken, but I'm yeah. coming. I'm coming for you." And I and I said to everybody, "You're going to be taken. Joe Biden's going to be president. Kamala Harris is going to be vice president, and then she's going to be president before this term is over. I promise you." You know it. Yep. And the yep. policies are going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. But the system does still work. We can restore the principles. We can survive this, but not if we just sit back and either in depression say, I'm not going to be involved or throw up our hands and say the system's broke. This is the time to lean in. This is the time to bring more biblical perspective to this situation. A lot of Christians look at this and they go, oh, it's so ugly. It's so nasty. I just don't want anything to do with it. I just want the Lord to come back. 
Friends, he may not come back for 10,000 years. He said, we don't know. Nobody knows. That's right. Now is the time to lean in and influence this system with good, godly principles, with biblical worldview. We need it now more than ever. Yeah, that's right. And now is the time. People, a lot of people looking to see, I mean, one of the, if, if there's a silver lining on any of this, it's that we see how corrupt these people are. Yes. We see, you know, Joe Biden said, I'm going to unify you. What does he do? You know, as soon as he gets into office, he he basically obliterates women's sports off the face of the earth. He is funding, globally funding abortion and our tax dollars are going, there's nothing unifying about what he's doing. You know, uh, the, the Keystone XL pipeline, for goodness sake, you know, we could go on and on and on. And one of the good things is I'm hoping we're going to see a, a rush of really true conservatives running. I think we could very well take back the House of Representatives in a couple of years. And if yes. that happens, it would it would really cripple uh, the wickedness that's in this administration, correct? I totally agree with you, Heidi. I, I think the response is going to be overwhelming. Um, you know, even the impeachment, you know, this is how leftists unify the country. They, they you know, denounce and impeach the leader of 75 million people. That's their version of, of, of unity. And it's clearly a show trial. The difference between this show trial and Stalin's show trials in the 30s, where Stalin was literally consolidating power, silencing the opposition. There were Americans that were supporting it. There were 150 entertainers in America that signed letters saying, oh, it's all it's all fine. It's true justice. And it was all show trials to, to, to allow him uh, to become the dictator that he did. And in the same way, we've got a show trial going on in, in Washington, D.C., designed to silence the opposition. You got 150 supposed experts signing letters saying, yep, this is fine. This is perfectly constitutional, even though the Constitution clearly says this is not constitutional. Um, yeah, but the yeah. result, I think, is going to be the opposite of what happened in Russia, because we have in our DNA a desire for freedom, a desire for freedom of speech. I mean, it's just built into us in America after generations. And I think people are waking up to this. They see how ridiculous this is. They see how. Uh, the overreach of the Biden administration. I mean, the 30 plus executive orders in just a matter of days, all the things that you mentioned that he's doing. I mean, I just think that the left does this. They go too far, too fast, and then they they mess everything up. I mean, what is this, 20 million COVID vaccine doses lost? They don't even know what happened to them. I mean, they're just terrible at at this. And and so I think it's going to cause people to run back to, to rationale, to run back to reason, and I and I truly do believe the Republican Party is the best answer to that. I'm glad Trump's not going to start a third party. I think that would have been a disaster. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I think people are going to come back. And I, and I think we have a real opportunity here to be ready to lead and, and to lead effectively with the right principles. It can't be milk toast. It can't be watered down liberalism or watered down socialism. It's got to be true constitutional conservatism. It's got to be biblically based, solid, timeless principles that don't change. If we'll lead that way. I think people will be coming back to us in 2022 and in 2024. Yeah, I I could not agree more. You know, you touched on this, and I I think this is an important uh, topic. You touched on a third party. A lot of people talking about the Patriot Party and whether or not. And I and actually, before Facebook locked me out, dude, I get locked out of my account now, like every other day. It's ridiculous. I get on there and they say, oh, you know, you have offended our community standards for bullying. You know what they did to me last time? So my friend Steve Lambert shared a thing on his page, right? That was talking about PETA and their stupid speciesism and saying, you know, we really shouldn't call people a sloth. That's not very nice to the sloth species. And they call it, they call it speciesism. And I'm like, this I told my husband, I said, I'm having an anaphylactic reaction to the stupidity that I am surrounded by. To the absolute stupidity. So I share it on my face. So my friend Steve takes a picture of his television. So it's an original post, right? And he says, this is what Pete is doing now. I share it on my page and they lock me out for bullying. And I, 
It's unbelievable. And and what I had asked the day before, and then I didn't get to go in and comment on it because Facebook locked me out. So why I had that's that was my rabbit trail. I said, would if if a a third party was formed, particularly if Trump uh, formed it, would you join? I just want to kind of feel the yeah. pulse of where everybody's at, dude. I would say eighty-five to ninety percent of the people that were on my page, and that was a lot of people who said yes, they would do it. And it's because they're angry. It's not because we're oh, not yeah. thinking this thing through. They're just angry at the Republicans, and frankly, the Republicans have earned it. So, what oh, yeah. say you? Let's talk about this third-party thing and why. Because I agree with you, it's a bad idea. The Democrats would love it if we split the party because that would basically say they could be in power forever and ever. Amen. Right. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I am I am more angry with Republicans than I am Democrats. Me I, I too. expect the Democrats to do what they're doing. And it was weak need Republicans that allowed the Georgia debacle to happen. It was weak need Republicans in, in, in Pennsylvania and, and Wisconsin and Michigan that didn't do what they could have done uh, to save this election and, and actually get rid of the illegal votes. So uh, weak need Republicans in Congress that didn't do what yep. they, they could have done. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more upset. They with impeached the president. We got weak need Republicans who voted to impeach the president. For goodness sake. We had 10, Dem- 10 Republicans in the yeah. House actually voted to impeach a president that is about to go out of office at the time they cast their vote and that did absolutely nothing worth being impeached, told people yeah. to be peaceable and patriotic and to cheer on their congressmen. Unbelievable that you had 10 Democrats do that. All two of them, of them were from Washington I'm sorry, State, I said Democrats, but I meant Republicans. No, they, they all need to go. I mean, they, yep. they, they need to find another party. They, they're the ones that should go start a third party if they want. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look, so I've, I've, believe me, I've toyed with the idea. You know, it, it, I would love to see, I think Trump would, would decimate the Republican party and 80 to 90% of the party would go with him. Yep, uh, to I a agree. Third party. The only reason I think it's a bad idea, um, it just historically, it's incredibly difficult to actually start a third party that can be competitive. And a party is nothing but a vehicle. It just depends on who's driving the vehicle, who's behind mm-hmm. the wheel. And, mm-hmm. and I think he has every ability and we as conservatives have every ability to take over the party and, and actually mm-hmm. dominate in the primaries take over the party apparatus at the state level. Um, it's tough. It's hard work, but it's even harder work to start a new party. So I just think the energy is better spent um, doing what it, it looks like he's probably going to do. And 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 so, yeah, I, th- I think it was worth considering because we're at a, a, a real fl- inflection point in, in history. And he probably yes. more so than anybody in my lifetime could have done a third party. Yep. But I'm afraid it would have put us at a disadvantage for a few years. The, 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 it had pluses. Believe me, it would have attracted a lot of young people that were are looking for an alternative to the to the two parties. It would have, you know, it, there were some pluses, no doubt. Well, about I keep it. telling them, I told my kids, I'm like, let's just talk about Ross Perot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and how did we actually get Clinton in the White House? Let's talk. And of course, they don't know who this guy is. So, you know, I'm telling my kids, hey, you know, let's look up Ross Perot and see what he did. And it ended up, you know, people thought this is a great alternative, ended up massively just screwing that election up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Clinton never had a majority, neither times that, that he was elected. And, uh, you know, Ross Perot was the reason both times. And Ross yep. Perot might have been able to win the first time had he not gotten out and then gotten back in and, and right. all those things. But, you know, it's just it's it's a party has to be built from the bottom up, not the top down like that. And and uh, I just think we've got we've got too many we, we've got too many assets in the Republican Party uh, that we can take advantage of and, and, and use. So I would love to see good conservatives um, running for office at the local level, at the at the federal level, 
run in those primaries. Uh, people that are listening now, hey, go run for school board, city council, yes. back home. You know, there there are great opportunities to get involved and and make a difference, and that's what it's going to take. We've got to build from the bottom up, and and the federal government is going to be a mess uh, for a few yeah. years. And and it, but it's close. It's so close. The thing is that the Democrats, when they get power, whether they steal it, whether they get it by hook or crook, or they actually win it, they use it immediately. Yes, and that's what yes, and the Republicans it. don't. We have and the we House don't. and the Twitter Senate and the White House, and we did nothing. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's almost apologize for getting power. I mean, oh. it, 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 that's that's the sickening part, and that's yeah. why we do need a, an entirely new breed of leadership in the Republican Party, including at the federal level. But I mean, it, it, it meaning in the in the House and the Senate. But it is so so close, Heidi. I mean, it's you know razor razor thin. I mean, obviously in the Senate, fifty fifty, but even in the yeah. House, just a handful of votes. So I have great hopes for twenty twenty two, and I'm not suggesting to people, you know, just oh, don't worry about what happened, and let's just look towards twenty twenty two. No. Worry about what happened. Do something yeah. about what happened. Lobby your legislatures and election integrity. Uh, get involved. And 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 my big passion, um, the only way that we're going to prevent this civil war, I mean, this, this complete mm-hmm. division in our country, is if we get back to the actual constitutional design of our system of federalism. And so I'm a big proponent of a convention of states because what that does is it takes the power from the federal government and gives it back to the states and then says, hey, California, you want to be weird? Go ahead. You can be weird. But if Washington, if if, if Eastern Washington can, wants to out, start out voting Western Washington and conservatives want to move out of Oregon into Washington and it become a red state, then let them be a, let you guys be a red state up there. If Texas mm-hmm. wants to be Texas, let Texas be Texas. But this idea of trying to have this communist idea of sameness all across uh, the nation, it's just a bad yeah. idea. It's we were designed to be different. Yeah, it's devastating. And no place that communism has ever been tried and no place that socialism has ever been implemented has it actually been a good result for the people. It's a good result for a very few people who, you know, who's uh, who have, you know, power. And really, that's what the Democrats are all about. It's about power. It's not about helping the 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 little guys. Right. The ordinary people like you and me are getting up at 6 a.m. and going to work every day. It's not about people like us. It's about people who have uh, influence and people who have affluence. And that's who it helps. Everybody else is getting screwed in the process. Oh, just look at what they do when they when they begin to lose. They silence you. They silence your voice. Every individual in the country is at risk of of being uh, censored and prevented from even being able to speak, just like what's happening to you on on Facebook. Yep. And, um, yep. you know, I, I'm kind of I'm actually getting self-conscious about this because my whole family's been banned on Facebook. My staff has been banned. And I have it. So I'm starting to wonder, am I not really the conservative firebrand I thought I was? Now you're telling me you've been put. I mean, I get put in jail on Facebook, but I haven't been banned. So I I must not be as, you know, as effective as I thought I was. So I, I need to start doing some incendiary things on Facebook, I guess. I <laughs> well, you know, it's incendiary right now just to tell the truth. So all you got to do is say, all you got to do is say something like, it looks like there might have been maybe possibly election fraud. Bam, you're gone. Right. You know, yeah. the last time I got put in jail on Facebook was for actually sharing a doctor's commentary <laughs> on how masks don't work. Yep. A doctor yep. that's on the front lines dealing with COVID patients. And I'm, I'm put in, in Facebook jail for sharing that doctor's interview with Tony Robbins, actually. It was, a, it was uh, an interview with Tony. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I yeah. mean, oh, but but that's the whole deal. That's the leftist idea. That's how Marxism works. You yeah. don't allow debate. You don't allow civil discourse. That way you can propagate your lies. You can put your propaganda out there, speak those lies long enough and loud enough that they become truth. And clearly that's happened. I mean, you look at, at how many people in the nation, most of the nation, 
has bought the lies about COVID. They bought the lies about yep. the election. They bought, I mean, they're just over and over and over again, we're being lied to. And so I think everybody at this point has to say, I'm going to be a truth teller. I'm going to seek truth. And, it, and it's hard work now. You've got to actually look for it. I'm going to seek truth. Then I'm going to speak it every chance I get. And I'm going to fight for that truth. We all have to become like that. We cannot be on the sidelines anymore. Yep, it's absolutely right. And you're watching what's happening when these Democrats are in there. I noticed uh, a headline on the 1st of February saying that Homeland Security has now authorized TSA to enforce Joe Biden's mask mandate. And I'm like, wait a second. When are you know, they going to enforce it on him? That's what I exactly. want to Exactly. Well, I thought this guy's a, the biggest hypocrite of all. If we're going to enforce Joe Biden's mask mandate, shouldn't we start with Joe Biden? <laughs> exactly <laughs> right, man. You I, know? But it's the same hypocrisy we've seen throughout this whole ordeal, right? Rules for me, but not, I mean, rules for thee, but not for me. I mean, they do it over and over and over again. I I think the shocking part to me is that so few people are standing up against it and as frustrated as you and me and and others. I went to a a little, uh, we went to a restaurant yesterday because it was uh, started by a friend of my wife's and she saw on Facebook where they were getting harassed for not enforcing masks and all this. I said, we're going to go spend some money. It's like a brewery place. I'm like, we don't even yeah. drink, but we're going to go spend some money with this place. We bought their shirts, their hoodies. We ate hamburgers. We, you know, I mean, <laughs> we spent as much money as we could just to say to them, thank you for letting us decide whether or not we want to wear a mask instead of forcing uh, this on us. But I'm like, why are more people not as frustrated at the hypocrisy? Even if you haven't read all the scientific studies and done the research like some of us have, and you haven't been convinced one way or the other. Just the hypocrisy alone should tell you enough that you would say, no more. I'm I'm done with this game. Yeah, no, it's exactly right. And I think what we've discovered now in the United States and actually around the world is we care more about our so-called safety than we do about liberty. Mm. And we and it's a terrible we're on a terrible path right now because this safety that they're giving us uh, basically is a false. It's a false sense of safety. The masks don't work. It's so ridiculous. You and I have both done our homework on this and we know that it's it's actually bad for you. And now they're saying, you know, two masks, three masks. I was like, why don't we just put the box on our face and call it good? You know? Maybe maybe if we wore a plastic bag over our heads, you know, maybe that's where it's going because it's, we're not it's not making sense anymore. And this is what you read about in the Bible, right? This is how you know that it's not from God. God's not the author of confusion. And this is nothing but confusion. And so I'm always saying I'm I'm surprised at how and I, I again, I'm going to blame this on the public school system and on our universities that there is a terrible lack of critical thinking yeah. happening right now in in uh, in the populace. And this is where it's getting us. No doubt. No doubt. They they have uh, trained our populace to be this. Um, and in many ways, this is spiritual judgment. This is Romans 1, um, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. The fact that people can't see logic right now, I mean, they're literally blinded to it. They can't see the facts. They can't see the data. Um, in, in your gut, you should know this doesn't make sense to ask children to wear masks all day at school, to do the things that they're there. It's child abuse. I mean, to do the yes. things that they're doing to our kids right now, and, and, and the craziness that it is happening over what is clearly not an Ebola, clearly not a Spanish flu, uh, all the things that, you know, we've talked about before. I just think the fact that more people don't see the truth here, it really is a professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. We, we have. That gives them over to their own debased thinking. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And I think it's pretty obvious by now. I'm kind of interested in your your take on this. You and I talked about this months and months ago, right at the beginning of the Rona. We were both scratching our heads going, 
this is bananas. Like what in the history of the of the world, and particularly in our country, have we ever reacted to a virus like this? Like the first thing they tell you, the masks don't work against viruses. All you got to do is read the box. Why are we not reading the box? Why, <laughs> why is no one reading the box? Like that was my, my big question. Why are we read? Don't you guys care about the science behind this? Because I thought you did. We should read the box. But I think by now it's become very clear that the virus is political. And another way, another reason I got locked out on my Facebook account was two weeks ago, I said, you watch the Democrats are going to do everything they can now to open the economy because they don't want to take the blame for a failing economy. Yep. And so the, the virus, the, I continue to believe that it was politicized and weaponized to hurt Trump. They saw a weakness. They thought, oh man, here's our chance. We can. This is the only way you're going to be able to take him down is to freak out the American population and completely ruin the economy. And then we might have a shot at it. And okay. I think this is political. What say you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look at the look at the evidence. I mean, right after he's sworn in, CNN takes down the death count on their on their little ticker at the at the bottom. Amazing. You, had, you know, even uh, good news here i mean facebook admits that they were wrong to to prevent these discussions about hydroxychloroquine um you know which is what saved my dad who nearly died from from covid so yep. i mean i'm not a covid denier it can kill it has oh, yeah. killed people right and nearly yep. killed my dad but you know thankfully found a good doctor and, and hydroxychloroquine and saved his life but he's in that very 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 small category that is at risk uh, yep. for the virus but you're right i mean there's no question they weaponized it for politics I mean, even now, uh, people in the Biden administration and others are even starting to utter those words, herd immunity, which was, you know, absolute I thought we weren't supposed up. to say that. I well, thought you was, were science deniers. It was deniers. Total silent until, uh, science until April of last year. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're an idiot if you're for herd immunity, even though everybody yeah. in immunology and all of that has said that from the from the beginning of viruses. But uh, but now all of a sudden you're you're allowed to say it. And you know, I'm hoping that it'll be like, I mean, even after the Spanish flu in 1918, those few areas, and they were very few, but those few areas that did encourage masking, they and, and even a few cities that had laws on it, but very few, um, you know, within a few years, the entire scientific community admitted it did no good. It didn't help at all. And I'm hoping they'll admit that at some point. If Facebook's willing to admit they were wrong on hydroxychloroquine, hope springs eternal that we can finally come back to truth and people admit they got it wrong. The politicians won't because then they have to take ownership in the loss of, of lives, actual lives from suicide and everything else, uh, but also livelihoods and businesses. So I doubt the politicians will ever admit they got it wrong, but at least maybe, you know, the scientists that have been um, silenced in all of this will finally have a voice. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you guys are enjoying this interview with Rick Green. I hope he's firing you up a little bit. That's what always happens when I talk to Rick. I always feel like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I always end up taking lots and lots of notes. You know, we're talking about everything from impeachment to uh, the overreach that's happening from the government right now, kind of where we're going. But one thing we want you to take away from this conversation is that we are not to be discouraged. We are not to be discouraged. We are not to give up. We are not to quit. And in fact, tomorrow we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what it means to stop playing defense and go on the offense. You guys, we love you so much. Thank you for writing reviews for the show over at iTunes for sharing this with your friends. Uh, I spend very little time now on social media because Facebook keeps locking me out of my account. And this is one of the only avenues now that we have for communication. So please share the show at, uh, at your social media accounts and help us to get the word out there. We so appreciate hearing from you. If you've got a question or a topic that you'd like me to address, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. That's how we can interact with you more directly. Or you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm 
uh, forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. We love you guys. Have a great day. And I'll see you back here for part two of my interview with Rick Green tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.